Alright guys, welcome back to the Savage Pass Podcast, presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Bubble, with me as always, my co-host, uh, Devin Reagan, and we are back here to talk Super Bowl, uh, as we have made it, finally, to Super Bowl 58, uh, the Chiefs versus the 49ers, and uh, as always, we will give you our picks for the game, and we'll also run through the normal betting prop picks, and then of course, the most ridiculous betting prop picks out there, and try to come up with how we would bet uh, some of these uh, again, just uh, really wild uh, prop bets leading into it, Dylan. But we have made it here, and uh, yeah, this is kind of an interesting game, especially as you note here. Uh, you know, if we'd recorded this a day early, the Niners would have been, you know, a one and a half point favorite. But now, as we're recording this, it's moved up to two and a half in favor of the Niners. We don't know where it's going to settle by game time, but uh, things seem to be moving in the Niners' direction from a betting perspective. Yeah, it might depend on the book you're looking at. I was trying to look back on, we have FanDuel at two and a half. Looks like Caesars is still at one and a half. So it's, and then ESPN's own bet thing is two and a half. So man, it's it's, it's so crazy that on ESPN's app, they have different odds uh, depending on what part of the, the page you look on. So yeah, it's, uh, uh, I think the consensus is clearly that this is going to be a really close game and a good game, obviously. Um, for all the, you know, we, we do love having matchups with new teams and different storylines, but Man, when you get two of the teams that are playing at their best, and I wouldn't say, or two of the best teams in the league, I should say, I'd say the Chiefs are maybe the the one playing a little better down the stretch here. I'll, uh, some interesting DVOA numbers just from the, the postseason itself. Uh, maybe this is the game where the Niners break out and put up a, a better performance. But yeah, it's uh, obviously very different teams, just such a different Chiefs team than you know the ones we've even seen in the past. Uh, three Super Bowl appearances that they've had in the last four years, and obviously the Niners team. Even though we have a lot of similar faces from uh, the twenty, uh, you know, Super Bowl Fifty Four in, in uh, February twenty twenty, there are just such so many different personality traits of this team. Even from last year, um, it's a uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. Obviously, the hype for this game uh, it's always insane, but I feel like with everything with Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift storyline, and obviously. Uh, just overall the star power of this team, the fact that Mahomes could get to three Super Bowl rings, you know, fairly quickly into his career as he tries to, uh, to be the next GOAT. You know, I, I think already, obviously, most people, most same people can admit that he's the best player in the league at this moment. But yeah, it's uh, it's uh, going to be a tough battle because, yeah, the Niners just are built so well from the top down. And uh, it's, yeah, I mean, so, so many different matchups that I can't wait to see play out. It's It's always the... The extra week between the Super Bowl and the championship games, it kind of it's nice to have like a little break, but at the same time, you're like, all right, like let's uh, let's just go, let's get this game going. It's like let's get the uh, all the anticipation starts to, especially around this time, uh, the second week, start to kind of itch at getting to kickoff. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just kind of it was usual, like we said going into it. It's you know, you never know if the the teams you think can get to the Super Bowl when the season starts can get there, and what do you know? I mean, these are two teams that. We all knew, certainly had a chance uh, to make it to this point. And, you know, even when you start to break this game down, it's like, I mean, the Niners have, have really been impressive, like I said, outside of a you know couple of spots here or there. And, of course, the Chiefs, the talk was, you know, even us. I mean, we picked against them against the Bills. You know, was this that same Chiefs team that could go win these kind of games, go to Baltimore, beat the Ravens? They found a way to do it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, matchup-wise, Dylan, there's plenty of places you could start in terms of like breaking down how these two teams are going to be able to sort of find an advantage uh, against the other uh, in terms of, you know, what they do well, what the other team does well. Um, so that again, just kind of makes this matchup 
even more fascinating when you look at it uh, both offensively and defensively for for both of these teams right now. So, yeah, it's not the same. Um, we've been saying this for a minute, but it's not the same Chiefs defense clearly that the the Niners face, and that's I think one of the bigger kind of storylines for me is how. Brock Purdy in this offense that has played really good at times, has, has flashed obviously the second half of the championship game against the Lions and what they're able to do and, and even the comeback against the Packers. But it hasn't been perfect at all times. Um, and, and we've talked about in the regular season, uh, you know, as much as the Niners at, at certain points have looked like an unstoppable force, they had that stretch uh, in the middle of the season where you, you kind of saw the cracks of, all right, one guy goes down, what – what can actually happen? How do you know? What can you uh, force Brock Purdy into? And I think in the game against at least Detroit, he really answered a lot of the questions and um, kind of shoved it for the for the doubters <laughs> with the way that he was able to perform and respond. But this is a different defense um, than the Lions. We, we you know Detroit did put up a pretty good first half, obviously, but they have not. They were not a elite team with their pass defense in particular. They they generated a pass rush at times, but it wasn't. You know, this, the name, same level of talent that, you know, when you look at this Chiefs unit, especially on the back end, the Sneed-McDuffie combo, and that's, you know, talk about matchups, having Debo Samuel and Ayuk versus those two corners. I mean, that that could be one of the decisive parts of this game. And it's one part that, yeah, you know, going into that last, the last matchup these two teams played in the Super Bowl, you felt like, all right, this uh, it wasn't so much that the Niners weren't going to be able to put up points on Kansas City's defense the story was all right how you know against that elite Niners defense how are the Chiefs going to put up points and that ended up you know their with their comeback ended up playing out that way this one I mean talk about like you know we're looking at the spread but I'm uh, pulling up now the over under at 47 and a half yeah I mean it's that's kind of around where you might expect with the way that uh, I think you know people are learned have learned to not take this Chiefs defense lightly and and good timing for them on the offensive side for all the struggles they've had on that side of the ball um, you know, still were in the top 10 in DVOA, but it wasn't the usual Mahomes offense that we're used to. Uh, they've really kind of, you know, picked it up in the playoffs, at least in that uh, the first couple of games. Obviously, the second half against the Ravens, that elite defense was a different story. But as we've seen, the Niners defense has not put together the same kind of performances in the postseason as they did in the regular season. They, they finished in the regular season at fourth in, in DVOA on defense. And you don't even, you know, I test can tell you this. The defense hasn't been nearly as dominant. If you look at just the playoff teams, obviously some teams only played one game. Some teams played three games in the postseason. San Francisco down at seventh in defensive DVOA out of 14 teams in the postseason. It uh, have not really been the same unit uh, that we've seen all year. Um, just it, it, you're, you're having more success than uh, you're, you're probably expecting in the past, especially, especially on the ground. And that's something that, yeah, I know you – talk about Pacheco and the running game for Kansas City but it's been the one part of that that defense that hasn't been perfect all year and we and we saw at times the Packers kind of exploit that we saw the Lions have a lot of success on the ground at times um, until they kind of gave up on the run at certain points second half it's it's a, it's definitely a storyline will Andy Reid and, and uh, the Chiefs with all the you know wanting to let Kelsey and Mahomes do their thing are they going to you know stay disciplined and, and run the football and I, I do think that will be an interesting kind of thing to see but yeah it's a uh, I mean it's no again no shortage of matchups you can look at and kind of dissect and uh it's just it is a it does feel like the, at least from my point of view Chiefs are trending in the positive direction with their play the offense is getting a little better the defense is still playing at elite level and the uh on the flip side the Niners put together two games that you know with the way that they played could have lost either one uh maybe this is the game where they break out of that but it it does feel like they have kind of trended down where it's not 
you know, uh, if this matchup was happening at a different point with the way the Niners, you know, going into the last Super Bowl matchup, look, they absolutely completely throttled the Vikings and Packers <laughs> going into yeah. that game. It, they were they were at the peak of their powers. Uh, the, uh, this Niners team at the moment, uh, and it could flip at any second in my opinion, and I won't be surprised if it does, but that's kind of, a, they're not really playing with that same level of, of dominance. There's a little more vulnerability there uh, than maybe we looked at earlier in the year. Yeah, I mean, you just think about what the Chiefs did. Like I said, I know the Dolphins game, the weather comes into to play and all that, yeah. but still, you know, you give up seven, you give up 10, as we just mentioned on the in the AFC Championship game against the Ravens. You played a really tough Bills team. You know, even, even that, I mean, there were some some good things. Obviously, they did well there. And so just yeah. the, the run they've been on, um, you know, down the stretch here, like you mentioned, defensively specifically, has been really impressive. And, um, you know, again, it's not that the, the 49ers are not vulnerable to making some of those mistakes. Uh, obviously, it's the biggest game Brock Purdy has ever played in. Um, you know, just given everything that, that's at stake here and all that for the Niners. So that puts some pressure on him, of course. Uh, he's been able to deliver in big spots. But, you know, this is another level, especially when you're going up against the guy on the other side who is very comfortable in this spot now, given how many times that Patrick Mahomes has been here. So certainly, you know, limiting any turnovers, that kind of thing. You don't want to give the Chiefs short field. You don't want to give them extra opportunities because we know that they're going to make you pay for that, uh, even for a team, as you said, uh, maybe offensively hasn't been as explosive at times. We've seen them, uh, you know, in other years, but still with what they have, uh, with what they can do and who's under center. I mean, it's just, it's hard not to look at the Chiefs here and say, all right, they're, they're probably going to find a way to do some things. And like you said, I'm, I'm very intrigued too by the idea of do they, you know, are they able to be disciplined and say, hey, if we try to run a little bit more, that might be the, the path to success here against this 49ers team. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to envision the Chiefs doing that with Patrick Mahomes <laughs> under center, but um, it's at least one side of the, the coin here. But of course, you know, also there are plenty of things the Niners can do uh, to take advantage of some of the areas for the Chiefs. So, yeah, uh, it's I still think, San, you know, for all the what I'm saying about San Francisco kind of trending down with their play lately, they've still found a way, obviously, to win. And I think that adversity can bring out some of the things that we saw from Brock Purdy in that second half. Some of the urgency we saw that the defense playing with obviously benefited from, a you know, at least on one of the plays that dropped pass from Reynolds on fourth down. But outside of that, they really forced the lines into some tough situations and made things difficult for them. Obviously, Mahomes is a different cat. And I think one thing that makes the, the, the way that the uh, – the Chiefs have looked different. Isn't just uh, Mahomes and obviously Rashid Rice has been uh, fantastic, um, especially he just continues to improve and looks does not look like a rookie at this point in the campaign. But it's really, I mean, Kelsey, he flipped the switch. Uh, from the regular season, there were times where, and I know there were the reports coming out of, is he considering retirement after the year? He's not as young as some guys, as some fans might uh, anticipate when you, you look it up. Uh, I think 34, almost 35 um, just given, uh, you know, he had a long career before Mahomes even got there where he was play, putting up some big numbers for sure. Maybe he didn't have the dominant Hall of Fame best uh, tight end of all, uh, one of the best tight ends of all time kind of talk, but still was a really good player for a long time. But regardless, yeah, there were points of the regular season where he just, it, it didn't look like that same burst was there. And then as soon as we got to the Miami game in the wild card round, he was back. And even though there were some, uh, again, that second half, you can point to if you're you know, looking from the Niners' point of view um, and possibly picking them. Looking at the Chiefs' offense, that yeah, did stall out against obviously a Niners defense that we talked about was putting up some historic kind of numbers, even if they weren't 
necessarily a historically dominant defense. They were in the class with like a group of defenses over um, the Super Bowl era, at least, that have been fantastic. So as much as I still think the Niners defense has a ton of talent, I don't think from the, you know, just one to 11, one through 11 on that roster, they have the same dominance. They haven't gotten the same pass rush opposite of Nick Bosa that we've seen in the past years. Obviously, in the inside, uh, the spine of the defense with Greenlaw and Warner, you're not really going to get much better than that. But their secondary has some guys that have stepped up and aren't the you know the, the most dominant unit. So it's a uh, man. It's I just I still think even though we talk about the running game for the Chiefs, and I do think it will be a, a focus early on, um, especially if they are able to play from a lead or, or close. I do think we're still going to see Kelsey and, and Mahomes doing their thing when it, when they really need it. And that's the, you know, if we get getting into our picks in a second here, I'm ultimately I had a hard time picking against Mahomes. It's the same reason <laughs> last year, everything, la, well, really last year, I had from every like outside of the quarterback side and the Mahomes read magic and everything, a lot, a lot of the point of views in that game, I, I thought my head was telling me the Eagles. Um, but then I, I just was like, I can't go against this guy. And sure enough, that's kind of how it played out. Mahomes and the Chiefs find a way. It feels a little similar to me here, even if, you know, I still think the Niners, man, it, it's they're such a strong team. I just I, the defense just hasn't been quite where I if, if they were playing at a higher level uh, the last few weeks um, and the, of the playoffs. And, you know, we saw what happened against Lamar, obviously, at the regular end of the regular season, a very different game, but a very different uh, set of skill players that the Ravens have. Um, I, I just ha- I just ultimately could not. Pick against Patrick. I've done it too many times in these playoffs uh, with the Bills game in the last game. Maybe this will flip now that I'm picking them. I'll go the other way. But I, I just, as much as I want to believe in Purdy, and I think the storyline of him being the last pick winning a Super Bowl would be awesome. Uh, I do. Um, I've seen some stuff of people on Twitter being like, how are more people not siding with this underdog story of, of Purdy? And I think that's less about Brock and who he is and what he, how yeah, amazing what his uh, uh, ascension has been these last two years. And I think it's more so uh, maybe some fans that don't love the Niners and aren't overall uh, just look at the skill around him and are, you know, it's the same kind of conversation of how much credit does he get for what they do. But I, I do think it would be just a crazy storyline if he's able to get that when uh, obviously one of the cornerstone franchises of the league getting back to winning a Super Bowl for the first time since 94, getting up to you know tying the Patriots and, and the Steelers for all-time Super Bowl wins. There's a lot of reasons why the Niners, you'd think from an overall league point of view, this would be a great storyline. But it seems like Mahomes and Kelsey and these guys have just – they just find a way and um, until I see them lose another, you know, this isn't the, it's not Tom Brady on the other sideline, like Super Bowl 55 and that defense for Tampa Bay was playing at a ridiculous level. I know that there's some concerns about Tooney and that could be a really big impact on the interior of the line, but the interior of San Francisco's defense line hasn't been as, you know, disruptive as past years. So I just, there's enough little parts on this defense of the Niners where I don't, if it was a little more fine tuned, I'd feel like they'd uh, have enough to to get enough stops. And I, I think the Niners are still going to put up some points, even against the Chiefs, Steve. But if I had to guess for a final score, I might be going on the under of this. I'm thinking like a 24-20 final yeah. um, if I had to put a number on it. But, yeah, it's a, a matchup that obviously, given the spread, could go either way. It's just um, it's just that it's the Mahomes factor. I, I just have a hard time <laughs> picking against him in this spot. I can I can live with if – I, if I picked against him and, they, and then they win, and, you know, I'd have a harder time 
being like, how did I do that compared to the flip side where I can still be like, well, at least I was uh, siding with uh, the best player in the league at this moment. Yeah. I mean, for all the reasons you said, that's why I'm picking the chiefs too. I just, I can't do it anymore. I mean, I, I, I only corrected, you know, my pick for the Ravens game because I was trying to keep my Super Bowl pick of this game together. So I I honestly thought it was going to be a tough game for the chiefs to win, but yeah, I did pick against them against the bills too. We were both kind of uh, all in on the bills there, but um, even though, I mean, like you said, it's, it feels like at this point, why, why would we not pick the chiefs because of what they've done in this spot before? Um, you know, and I think they're getting a team, like you said, that ha- has won games, but you know, there've been a couple points where they just have not played as well, the Niners. And so, um, that, that could worry you a little bit. And so you mentioned the, the over under here, 47 and a half, according to FanDuel right now, I'm with you. I was thinking earlier, I, I would take the under here just because I think this is going to be one that, you know, as we said, what if the chiefs do decide to lean in on the running game at some point and, um, you know, this game has kind of played out that way a little bit. So I, I'm not sure, but I would probably go Chiefs and the under on this one, which means, of course, the Niners and the over are going to be the, <laughs> the, the slam dunk play of the, the week. But, um, yeah, I, I'm going Chiefs, too. I just think it's um, it's just you're not betting against Patrick Mahomes right now. I, I just would not want to do it's, that based on what we usually see when you do that. So yeah. it's Mahomes, but I like I, I, I can't I can't say it enough. The defense, man, they yeah, uh, right. I know I know I'm always talking about DVOA and I like the blend watching everything with my eye test and this stuff. But I mean, it, it really does uh, kind of correlate in this case. It, you look at the on um, and just in the playoffs again, San Francisco is ahead of Kansas City on offense and DVOA, but the separation is very slight. And I, I don't think that's overly surprising with if you're watching the games, but it, defensively, the Chiefs are number one by a wide margin, almost twice the, as, as uh, low of a DVOA score as Baltimore at number two, San Francisco, like I mentioned, all the way down at seven. It, it's that difference where it's like, I have Mahomes with a defense. I, I mean, if you told me again before the season, that I mean, we both picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, a little different uh, before the season, a little different, uh, you know, <laughs> things have played out a bit differently than I expected. But if you, if you just told me that at any point, I'd be like, yeah, obviously I'm going to, pick them to win the whole thing and i would never pick against them in the other games why would i possibly do that <laughs> but yeah it's it's a it's a combination that man if if they if they put up a, a solid performance on that side and and really limit san francisco's offense with shanahan and all the weapons they have i mean what a uh, how does spagnola not get uh, that is the that is the thing man, I, obviously they've they've drafted well but spagnola the chief's secret sauce is they, they got a defense coordinator that because of his head coaching 10 years in the NFL, not being positive has not really gotten another chance. And as a result, they've been able to have this continuity and put together a unit that's suddenly so scary across from a quarterback. that's so scary. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I, you said it. I mean, it, we know the attention where it's going to be on given everything surrounding this game, but uh, it could very well be that the chiefs defense. What, wins this game here. And I, they're probably not going to get the Super Bowl MVP, Dylan. The, the entire Chiefs defense will probably not win the yeah. MVP award, but yet <laughs> we're going to try to make our picks here as we go into some of these uh, prop bets on things like this for the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to let you go first because yours, one will be obvious, but as always, we pick a our pick for the MVP and then we also pick the dark horse, uh, which one of us decided to pick two, two dark horses essentially, but um, that's okay uh, because I, I just decided not to go obvious on mine, but yours 
is probably going to be the winner if we pick the correct team uh, here in the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes is your front runner right now, according to uh, Bet Online or it's not Bet Online, excuse me, uh, FanDuel, which I know everyone is shocked by that Patrick Mahomes a plus one forty favorite here. Uh, Brock Purdy plus two hundred, Christian McCaffrey plus four forty. No one else is even close to these threes, which makes the most sense. The two quarterbacks and probably the player that could rack up the most um, yardage and or significance in terms of production if the 49ers win this thing. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I mostly pit Mahomes for myself because I, I last year I looked back and I'd done Kelsey, you'd done Mahomes. So had to, had to yeah. flip it back this time to, to take that pick. But yeah, it, it, um, ultimately yeah, in other years I've tried to, and I did kind of add like a dark horse um, guy here to, to kind of have someone deeper down the list. I, I do like looking down there. Uh, you mentioned the Sam Darnold thing. That was pretty funny. like the idea that, you know, it's kind of a flyer. If something happens to Brock and the Niners win, sure enough, could be the guy at plus 31,000 or yeah, 31,000, not 3,100. Um, I put Legere Sneed as a dark horse at 24 plus 24,000. I, <laughs> I just, in terms of, uh, I was, you know, Chris Jones might be the easy guy to pick in this situation. And we've seen some defense alignment. If you get a, a couple force, big force fumbles like Von Miller did in that Super Bowl for the, the Broncos years back, um, you can you can see the path there if there's not like a dominant one player dominating on offense for the team. But I put Snead just because if he, if he I, you talked about turnovers for a second there. And this secondary for the Chiefs has been as sticky in coverage as anyone. And I think that's something we saw in the Bills game, something we saw against the Ravens. And I and I, it's a, maybe their biggest challenge with uh, Debo and, and Ayuk. Um, but I, I think they're up for it. And I do think if, uh, you know, it could be a different – could might not be the same guy getting a couple picks. It might be spread out or – I know Trent McDuffie's even way further down here, but if Legereus Steed does make an impactful, uh, maybe one pick six, maybe one other forced turnover tip pass into a pick or picks one, another one off, it's really, you know, again, you're taking a flyer here at what is a possibility. So um, I don't think the, the Niners are going to be afraid to go after anyone. Um, they're going to do their best to try to limit that. But ultimately, when you have two corners as dominant as these guys have been, it makes it tough to you can't just like throw away from uh, anyone. So went with that, but yeah, it's a uh, if if the Niners, like you said, I mean, there's outside of Brock and McCaffrey, if they win, it's like you do think one of these guys, I guess, on defense, if Nick Bosa, for the same reason, Chris Jones is kind of in that same mold of get a, a key force fumble at a key time, maybe a, a fumble that results in a quick touchdown, those kind of things. Maybe uh, maybe he could uh, sneak in here, but obviously. Mahomes if, with the Chiefs there's a reason he's the, the heavy favorite I wouldn't feel terrible about if you're feeling decent about betting on the, the Chiefs overall maybe this is a good way to to kind of hedge <laughs> if you're if you're betting on the Niners uh maybe uh maybe just slide in a, a little bit of, of money on Mahomes just as a backup in case it goes the other way <laughs> well like I said I think Mahomes is the best choice if we get the pick right with the Chiefs but of course you know the NFL's rigged Dylan as you know and so that means Travis Kelsey is going to win the MVP award. He's my pick to win the MVP because <laughs> he's at plus 1700. So he's way behind the first three He is fourth on this list, but uh, obviously having some fun with that. But I mean, look, man, it's, it's been Travis Kelsey's year. Like it's, it's the year of Travis Kelsey. So why not? I'll just lean into it. I'll say he finds a way to win this one. But as we always talk about, and you mentioned, if he catches three touchdowns and goes for 250 something yards or something, I mean, Mahomes is going to be part of that. So, 
Um, but again, it's it will take a ridiculous stat line for Travis Kelsey yeah. uh, to to get the MVP award. And uh, but why not? I mean, hey, it's it's worth a try. Plus seventeen hundred. I mean, come on, like it's it's worth a shot given the year that it's been for Travis Kelsey. So I'll go with Travis Kelsey as my pick. Uh, I have my dark horse, which a little further down, maybe not a, it's nowhere near the luxurious need plus 24,000, but I'll go Isaiah Pacheco. I think because of everything we talked about with the Chiefs potentially being able to, to, to do some things on the ground, if he were to have the big game, maybe the script flips here and it's like, all right, maybe this wasn't the Mahomes game. Maybe it was one where they just realized this was a place they could find an advantage and Pacheco gets, you know, a couple touchdowns on the ground, even if they're five yards, right? And then he catches yeah. one for a touchdown or something. Um, that's enough production that could put them right there in the conversation. So I'll go Travis Kelsey for the pick, Pacheco for the dark horse. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I do think that – I think you're you're playing with two guys that actually have legitimate chances. I know I put Snead in there. But I, I do think that it, Pacheco, there is a path for it. Um if especially in it's a similar path maybe for Kelsey you, we saw it just two years ago when when uh, Cooper Cup won the MVP right we talked about that over over Stafford and he had a couple picks yeah. and I wouldn't be shocked if Mahomes doesn't have like the most staggering stat line um, yeah. and if they do force a couple turnovers to go against him but then you do look at a guy like Kelsey that scores the game winning touchdown or uh, Pacheco yeah. has uh, a crazy game on the ground breaks off a couple really long ones one long TD whatever it is yeah I think the the path is there for both guys um so uh, I think I like the flyers on it I, you know we're talking about the best offensive players on the Chiefs um so it's not like these are crazy picks for <laughs> right. us as uh, picking the yeah. Chiefs but nonetheless with the odds I think you get some good value um, even with, yeah, Kelsey being a, a lower than I would have maybe anticipated. Because I do think, like you said, you, you'd expect that uh, if, if Kelsey has big numbers for Mahomes to also be putting up big ones. But it doesn't always play out that way when the, if the turnover bug plays out and if the vast majority. And we've seen this in some games where Mahomes will have like 200 yards, but like Kelsey is 130 and 70 or uh, Rice. And it's like, all right, well, it's, these guys yeah. are the tar- their target shares are so crucial to what uh, the team's doing. So I definitely, definitely could see that uh, happening here. All right, now to one of the hard hitters we do every year, the Gatorade color. Um, usually I do my research. I've not done as much research this year. And I don't remember exactly what the numbers have been on the Gatorade um, here, but I will tell you that per FanDuel, orange is the lead in the clubhouse, plus 300 right now, blue plus 370, yellow, lime, or green plus 390, purple plus 390, red or pink plus 550, which I think you and I went in on the red the last time these two teams played um, in the Super Bowl thinking, okay, well, the red team's going to win. And surely it's got to be that. And then water or clear plus 750. I think you're getting terrible odds on that. I, I don't think there's any choice or any chance that it's going to be water. So I would I would let that go way down before you take a chance on that one. But, you know, Dylan, again, a lot of thought has gone into this. Um, I'm going to go with a favorite here. I'm going to go with orange uh, because was that what it was the last time? I'm trying to remember. Again, I haven't done my, my homework here, but. Uh, I know there's orange with the Chiefs one year. I just don't remember when it was. Maybe it was last year. Maybe it was the last time these two teams played. I don't remember. But surely they were orange at one point. Yeah, I want to say orange was, uh, I think, last year. and Or definitely the first year. Oh, I'm looking at the picture. Yeah, this is the Ah, the first Super Bowl win. Three years ago. Orange. Last year was purple. Ooh. Well, then they're going to mix it up. So it's not going to be orange again. Or, wow. or hold on a second, Dylan. Or could they go back to what worked last time? Because you know, think about that too. Against the Niners, they go back too. to 
Yeah, I think it's orange. I think it's a clear orange lead leader in the clubhouse here. I mean, there's a reason, that, you know, the odds makers know what they're doing here with their with their Gatorade <laughs> colors. Um, yeah, it's I, I'm surprised the Bucks had blue. I was looking back at this and I'm like, what, really? I know that I remember the Rams <laughs> and the Patriots um, and, and their last couple of Super Bowl wins. But, yeah, it's a uh, I went with one that surprisingly hasn't won since the Eagles. Um, and before that, it's even, you know, I'm going back even further. The Steelers in 09, it's, it's yellow. I'm going with the mm, yellow lime yeah. slash green kind of color. I do think that one kind of still fits, you know, it's in the, you know, I know reds in the color schemes for both these teams, but yellow for the chiefs a little bit, you know, got the gold for the Niners. So kind of playing this both ways, thinking of if either team wins, I guess, orange and red kind of fall into that same path, but Hey, purple winning last year, kind of maybe reset the expectations here. Um, I think water clear. Yeah. Not going to, not going to mess with that one. I, I don't think there's much of a chance. I think red being as low as it is. I mean, red hasn't. Yeah. I talked about yellow not winning. I don't even see a red on here. Um, this is from Sporting News. I'm looking at there. They have the, the recordings from the Ravens Super Bowl 35 on. And they do not have a single. There was a stretch of clears. I did not realize this. <laughs> Four years in a row clear one. Unbelievable. Really? Back I did the, not realize back that either. The, um, the last uh, year of the Patriots three and four, and then Super Bowl that would be Super Bowl forty four. Uh, I guess thirty nine through forty two were hmm. all marked as clear here. But uh, since then, it says there's none for the Ravens. That's interesting. But anyway, I um, I think yellow green or you know the yellow lime, uh, you know, lemon lime kind of flavor. I think that one is a pretty good standard for when you're playing sports. I know orange and red kind of fall into that too, but. I'll uh I'll give the side to a, a different color here. Let the Chiefs have three different Super Bowl winning colors. Who knows what their color was? And I guess that's probably the biggest key piece of info to help you here would be to figure out what color they had on the sideline for the Super Bowl. They lost to the Bucks because we know they're going to be going away yeah. from that one for sure. That is true. I'm looking at four different sports books right now. They all have a different um, favorite. So that tells you all you need to know. Stay away from these these Gatorade colors yep. because. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on history and go with orange since that was the last time these two teams played. But anyways, all right, this one, a little less analysis probably needed. All right, Dylan, on to the, the coin toss, our favorite each year. Um, I'm pretty sure we've always done the same method here. Um, minus 104 are the odds for both here. Uh, on the coin toss, I'm going to go heads, which I makes me guess that you're going to go the opposite here. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to to go against you. I know, I know we so often, unfortunately, with our picks, we we think alike sometimes, but this time, mm-hmm. not the case. So I, I got to go with tails. Um, was my natural inclination here. Uh, I, you know, I I like to. Th- I, I don't have the numbers on me, but I like to think playing Madden over the years that I have a plus fifty percent um, chance of winning with my with my pick. So maybe that's the algorithm helping out the the folks playing the game. Maybe it's my own ability, but I I, I think I have a knack for this. So yeah, I'll go with tails in this one. Mm, yeah, that's uh, hard hitting analysis. You're not going to find anywhere else on the <laughs> the heads or tails, the coin toss for this one. All right, let's just run through quickly some of these other just ridiculous uh, ones out there. Uh, here's one you mentioned before we started. Uh, the odds on will there be a scoregami? So will we have a unique score that's never happened before in the history of the NFL? Uh, if you think that that is a possibility, you can win some money because it's plus 2,500. No, you're not winning anything because it's minus 10,000. So if you think that these two teams are somehow going to put together a score that's never happened before, again, if it happens, you're winning. You're winning some money, but um, I would probably stay away from betting no because you're not getting much value there at minus ten thousand. 
Yeah, I would I would say wait if you want to do a it's still not great odds, but if you do want to do a no one, they had a just below that that final score to have occurred as a past Super Bowl final score. I think that one with mm. plus four ten for yes, minus five ninety for no. Maybe if you want to try to get some, in your opinion, or not your opinion, but the the user the uh, the better that I'm talking to here um, wants to get some uh, free money. I don't know if that's the greatest. Uh, idea to go through. There's a lot of pretty common scores that have happened in Super Bowls, but hey, anyone that's played Super Bowl squares knows we've also had some kind of weird ones um, over the years. So I'm, I'm trying to kind of look at different um, scores that haven't happened. And, you know, there I'm not trying, I'm not finding a lot of ones that I have a ton of confidence in um, for the, the first score, Agami, that you, uh, as you as you noted, as the, the yes one. But um, we have some ones that are interesting. I, you know, we have, let's see what this is, 20... Is that 25 to 22? I mean, there, there's some ones where it's like, okay, um, Maybe. Not, not, you know, we have extra, I would say that the extra points now being longer has kind of helped us get some more unique scores potentially um, that, than we might've had in the past. 25 to 18 is an interesting one. Um, you see 32, 19, that's not that uh, crazy as well. So it's, it's the kind of all you, all it takes is one missed extra point, one safety, one kind of weird thing that can throw off one team score and maybe you have a shot here. So yeah, if you want to have some fun with it, I'll probably be staying away from uh, these, but uh, the final score to the other one, like I said, is kind of an interesting to me. I'd have to look at all the Super Bowl scores over the years. I know we've had some 23, 20 kind of ones. Um, I probably had the score. I said a 24, 20, uh, maybe not, but um it's uh you know we're getting up here now to Super Bowl Fifty Eight, so there's been quite a few different um, occurrences. So I think the the, the possibility of getting a, a score that's happened in the past Super Bowl not not that insane. I, I think that if you're going to pl- play one of these, maybe even though the payoffs not as good, voting yes on that one might be a fun one to follow. Yeah, that's it's not bad. I think thirty two nineteen is interesting. Um, that's the one I would I would keep an eye on in my opinion because that would mean. Both kickers get injured. There's nobody left available to kick. So every team goes for two point conversions, except for one field goal on the 19 team. Um, I don't know how, you know, I just, you know, you get 32, eight, four, two point conversions. Uh, you get two on the team that scores 19 and then you got to kick a field goal somewhere. And then that's when somebody just comes in and, you know, knocks it through. So, yeah. Hey, I'm all in on 32, 19. So uh, anyway, I will not be betting it for the record, but all right, let's just. Uh, I'm just going to find some silly ones here, and we'll just uh, come up with uh, some stuff. Here's a good one. Not much uh, in terms of betting here, but largest lead of the game: under fourteen and a half, over fourteen and a half, under minus one forty four, over fourteen and a half, plus one sixteen. So, like, oh, I think that's decent value for because I just I don't anticipate this being any anyone getting more than a two touchdown lead, right? So minus one forty four. No. That's not bad if you want to take a shot at that. Like, you're going to win a little bit of money there. Um, yeah, I just – I can't anticipate anyone being up by more than two touchdowns in a game like this. Yeah, no, it's uh, – I, I, yeah, 100% do not see it, like, flipping dramatically. I think 14 is the the max, and even then yeah. I'd say I'd, I'd probably side more in that 10, kind of 11 range, like a 14-3 to three score at some point. Want to be completely crazy to me, but I, yeah, I don't see this getting away from either team. It just really isn't something that's happened. Obviously, the Niners fell behind by a lot to the to the Lions, but I, I just think it's a different case here. I, I don't see 
on either side. I agree with you. I think that's you, you might have found something here. That if you if you dive deep enough down, like Blake is, oh, yeah. um, you might you might find some pretty uh, good odds when you when you really think about the possibility of them. I'm trying to look through some of these as well, but that I like that one. <laughs> all right, for all you special teams enthusiasts, if you want to see a kickoff return in this game. Um, the timing of scores, points scored in the first minute of the game. So meaning someone's going to return the opening kickoff. If you're bold enough to take a bet that the opening kickoff is going to be returned for a touchdown. Or, I guess theoretically, you could also have, let's see, opening kick goes in the end zone for a touchback or goes to whatever for a touchback. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, 80-yard pass on the next play. I mean, boom. Like your yes is plus 2,800. <laughs> So you got a shot here. I mean, you got a shot to win some money if you want to go with a big play to start the game. Um, I would not, but sometimes we've seen that. Like, guys <laughs> just amped up to start the game, you know, and you just, you know, somebody blow, blows a coverage or somebody just amped up and runs a touchdown. But, I mean, you don't know, man. So it's, it's another one. You'll take a chance on there. So. I like that one. Um, I like going for, for fun things quick where you can learn quickly if you've lost or won yeah. too. So that's a, that's I a nice part the whole game when you can just win money or lose money <laughs> right off the bat. So, yeah. um, that, that's a fun one. Yeah. There's, I mean, I'm trying to look through some of these other ones, but that, that one, oh man, that's a pretty good. Awesome one. I'm looking at the, the uh, this is one that you'd have to wait the entire game, but picking an exact score. I know we just talked about oh, yeah. score agamis, but. I, I guess if you're really confident in a score that's very common, uh, unlike what we just went over, uh, there's, there's something to, to play for here. I think a lot of them, um, looking at the Niners as the winners, let me look at some of these Chiefs ones. I, I mean, if you want to get kind of weird with a, with that 23 to uh, maybe a 23-17 score plus 12,000, I mean, yeah. plus 40,000 for 23-19, I don't think that one's that insane if you have a missed extra point. Um at some point, and, and we've seen Moody at times missing kicks. I don't know. I'll watch this now. It'd be Butker, the guy that misses a kick, even though he's been basically automatic. But, you know, there's there's some good ones in here. 24-19 plus 22,000. Uh, so exact score maybe uh maybe a fun one um, to think about if you want to actually stick around for most of the game. There's also the alternate over-unders. So I, I guess if you really wanted to – to dive deep into uh you really think it's going to be a lower scoring game or if you want to maybe buy points i know we talked about 47 if you're really you're feeling pretty good about the score being under but you want to get a couple more uh, to go to plus 112 for 49 and a half i i've seen this occur many times over, uh not usually myself but with friends that are betting on games that buying the points sometimes actually makes yeah. the difference uh usually it's just on a random hockey game but you know maybe sometimes it's the super bowl so maybe that could be you um you're getting a, you know, if you're if you're feeling about one side, but you want to just be a little safer, uh, you might not regret it because uh, often, yeah, the, whatever the final over under is, won't be surprised if it's quite close to it. I think last year we did kind of easily surpass it. I think the final score last year was thirty eight thirty five, which at seventy three, I'm guessing that that destroyed even what was probably an optimistic over under um, uh, for Super Bowl fifty seven. This one though. Um, I, like we talked about, I think the, on the lower side, it's not, it's always fun to root for, um, root for a lower scoring game. So maybe if you buy yourself an extra few points, you don't have to worry about that quite as much. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an interesting one. Like I'm, I'm just, like you said, there's so many of these, we could spend so much time on these. We won't, but here are two that I find. All right. So if we talked about score and all this other stuff, the game to be decided by exactly X amount of points. So Ooh. the game to be decided by exactly three points. Yes. Plus four forty. Which I think is pretty decent odds for yeah. a game being decided by that. 
They're going to be decided by seven points. Plus 760. Like, I think if you want to take a shot on some ones that are maybe not that ridiculous, to me, these feel like two that are just no-brainers. Like, if you're like, hey, I just want to throw some money out here. Let's just take a shot on a couple. These are two I would take a shot on. Because, again, the numbers are in your favor to where, I mean, no is minus 650 for the three points. No is minus 1,300 for the seven points. So you're getting pretty good odds if this game finishes 24-17, 24-21, which are all very realistic possibilities with these two teams. Like, yeah. I I like both of these. These are two that I would circle right now. Like, if you're making a short list of the prop bets, I mean, look, there's obviously the chance that it will not happen. But if you bank on scores and how, you know, that I mean, the Niners just what? They played two games back-to-back that were decided by three points. Right. So, I mean, yeah, like I just we, we said earlier, we just don't see anyone maybe pulling away in a game like this. Like, you know, and that's why we talked about that other bet of 14 and a half or whatever. Um, but this one, I think, is even better because you're getting to be better odds for either one of these, really. So, yeah, I like both those. I, I think a comment I, it could be worth if you want to like take if you are taking the flyer on the Scorigami, then conversely, yeah, <laughs> throwing a little bit on this is kind of like a backup. I think like if there isn't a Scorigami, the the possibility of a three or seven point final is pretty high. So it's like between you either get the the kind of wacky final score that it's never happened, or you get the the standard one, and all the odds are in your favor. Where depending on how much you put down on each, you can kind of be in a spot where if one hits, you're still going to get a, a decent payout, and the only one that's going to be uh, probably on the lower side is if the three point final hits. So I mean, but there's also a chance. Uh, there's not as many, but there is a chance if you go down this list of Scorigamis of getting a seven point final, right? Like there's, I, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there, I'm sure I'm probably just one off. I'd have to like actually, yeah, 36, 29. There you go. That one, not, not insane. I think that'll be a higher scoring game than I'm anticipating, but there's your seven points. You get a Scorigami plus the seven points. You can kind of double up. So maybe, I mean, maybe, you know, just throw it on all three. I would not be parlaying these. These are, these are definitely uh, situations where I'd be thinking of them more as, kind of like backups or different uh kind of taking different shots it's almost like the super bowl squares where you're you're uh, depending on how uh it, it plays out you kind of have just hopefully dramatically different outcomes for each one of your squares where they're not so close together so yeah it, it gives you kind of uh different shots at it but i like the the three and seven point finals and and those are like you said those are not i would have expected maybe a slightly more suppressed one for the seven in particular those are not those are not terrible odds i guess it does make sense um but uh, looking at a couple more, there's one right below that uh, there on FanDuel. I like the will which uh, will the Chiefs score more points in the first or second half. Same with the yeah. Niners, but I really like the Chiefs in the second half, and that kind of goes against exactly what happened in the um, in the last uh, in their last game against the Ravens. Obviously, they did not score in the second half. But you get a little better odds here, and I think it's just over the. Outside of the Super Bowl, they lost. And even the Super Bowl, they did lose. They scored more in the second half. I believe all three games, uh, Super Bowls they've played in, they've they put up more points in the second half. They kind of kicked it into a different gear, made the adjustments needed. So I, I like that one as, a, as an interesting one that's not so, maybe not as wacky as these other ones, but it's kind of going against the convention of what we've seen from the Chiefs so far in these playoffs where really the first half has kind of been their bread and butter compared to the second. Um, the Niners, I, I might stay away from that one because – I've they're they have they have the potential potential at just any point to break out and score a bunch of points quickly or to not score at all in a quarter and I and I don't know if they know exactly when that's going to be happening so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna shy away from picking for the Niners in that one. 
All right, last one I got for you. Will there be a 60-plus yard field goal scored in this game, plus 3,500, which I think are not bad odds, all things considered, because Butker has hit a 62-yarder. Jake yeah. Moody, who hit a 59-yarder in college, hit a 57-yarder for the, the Niners earlier this season. I think that was against the Rams. Um, uh, you know, uh, maybe. Into the maybe. half? That's a maybe. Into the half? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Like, end of half situation, all you, all you need is, well, let's read it exactly. 60 plus yards. Yeah, so it just has to be 60. It doesn't have to be 61. It just has to be 60. So I, I maybe take a flyer on that too. There you go. Um, if you want like to try to rack up some money, take a flyer on a 60 plus yard field goal in this game. So um, <laughs> there you go. All right, Dylan, nice. like I said, we go through these forever. They're just a ridiculous <laughs> amount of props for this game, as we know every year. So go find your favorites. Uh, let us know what they are. But there's a lot of fun ones out there. But of course, we'll have everything covered uh, over clutch points. Leading into Super Bowl 58. So, Dylan, let everybody know where they can find all that. Yeah, you can go to clutchpoints.com to the NFL section. We have breakdowns of matchups, every all the things we kind of talked about in the first half of the pod. We uh, have covered with really uh, in-depth breakdowns of this game. Obviously, if you're a fan of the other teams and kind of looking ahead, we have a lot of uh, looking at free agent targets already, uh, possible or early draft um fits for different teams uh we going over some also just from the college football point of view more of the top prospects from different schools conferences those sort of things so we got all that um in the nfl section you can also follow super bowl 58 in the clutch points app um uh, tons of uh different things in there too from our podcast to all of our written content all the news coverage throughout the game all injury updates before after during everything will be covered all the reaction post game super bowl that's always Oh, uh, as much as people love the game, also the the interviews afterwards, some just all-time classic quotes and moments for fans of the teams and just NFL fans in general that come from uh, realizing you've whether you've gotten to the mountaintop again in the Chiefs case or if you're getting there for the first time for uh, many of the Niners. Um, it's a lot of fun stuff, and, yeah, it should be a really fun Super Bowl, man. I'm excited. Can't wait to, to break it all down on Monday and also and then get, dive into our – you know, looking at the off season, which as much as we love the games, have a great time with the season, um, it's it's gonna. I think with the amount of coaching movement we've had and the, the quarterbacks in this draft, I mean, this this coming off season, we always say this, but it feels like it's just gonna one up some of these previous ones. It's gonna be one of the wilder um, kind of off seasons we've had in a long time in the NFL. Yep, it is for sure. So uh, be sure to check it all out, as Dylan said, over clutch points. Find everything there, and of course, uh, any podcast app you use, search for Stabs to Pass. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You're on the Establish the Past podcast.